0: Thank you, Lord. Is anybody awake? All right. Thank the Lord. Do you believe he's coming? <laughs> I believe it's close by, Brother Roger. I believe it's close by. I believe he's coming. Do you reckon Gabriel took that old trumpet, pulled it out of the closet, shined that thing up, said, Jesus, I'm going to tune it up. You don't know when you're going back, and I don't know either, but the Father knows. And one of these days, he's going to give us a signal, and I'm going to blow, and you're going to go. Something's going to happen, folks. We're getting ready for something to happen. The greatest event that has ever happened on this planet. Is getting ready to take place, and we're going to be in the middle of it, folks. <laughs> I'm going to be in the middle of it. Oh, it's so wonderful this morning. Enjoy a good breakfast. One of you did. Uh, enjoy a good message this morning to start off with. Right. God has blessed us so much. Uh, what a great, what a great Savior we have. What a great Savior we have. I won't keep you in it later than 1.30 or 2 o'clock, something like that. And uh, you go, You don't have to come back tonight, so, I mean, we might as well do 2 and 1, hadn't we? Get your money's worth while you're here. If I'm up here at 1 o'clock, somebody come and get me. Please. Somebody come and get me. You're exactly right. Uh, I'd like to, again, thank uh bobby and alicia for this week getting scriptures each night to lead us up to this event ready to lead us up to this event and uh i know they had everything planned and, and did a great job at that only not only with that but with the music and the songs too and uh, this morning also we've had wonderful singing um I really don't have to preach anything this morning, it's all been done this week, and today as well, you know what today is, you know why we're here, you know all about it, so let's just uh, do the best we can here, serve the Lord a little bit longer today, how about that? The, uh, The world is in a critical condition this morning, I can tell you that right now. I think Dylan mentioned in Sunday school today about something, and I had a note on it here. Um, it's been churches bombed, uh, celebrating Easter. The Islams are going into churches that are celebrating Easter. They're Christians and bombing them in different countries, Sri Lanka and other different places. it has been over 183 killed today in churches by, uh, by Islams, killing Christians. Um, and there's been 200 and some total killed in, in all the bombings and the suicide bombings that's going on in the, in the world today just on Easter Sunday. Um, it, is, it is in the Koran that all Christians ought to be eradicated or destroyed by any means. Uh, don't let them fool you. Uh, they, are, they are destroying our people, our Christians, all over the world this morning, and we are electing them to Congress. Does anybody know where I am? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm just going to say it exactly like it is. I don't like politics in the pulpit any more than you do. But I can tell you one thing right now. The politics in this nation are shaping up for the end time. It's not going to reverse. Don't get it in your head and think it's, we're going backwards. Uh-uh. We're not going back. We're going right into the coming of the Son of God to split the eastern skies. It may be morning, it may be noon, it may be night. I don't care when it is. If I'm asleep, he can wake me up. It doesn't matter one bit in this world, Brother Bob. Let's get ready for it and be ready for the Lord to come back. Be ready for the Lord to come back. Christians celebrate Passover. The Jews celebrated Passover. Uh, They had three annual festivals that they celebrated uh, as I said, annually each year. Uh, this one, the Passover, the festival of the fa- uh, Passover, was celebrated on the 14th day of the first month of the year. Uh, the animal that was to be slain was to be selected on the 10th day and slaughtered on the 14th day. All of it had to be consumed. None of it could be kept, none of it could be left over. The uncircumcised and the hired servants were not permitted to partake or eat of this Uh, it was connected the passover was connected to the barley harvest uh, at at this time and paul said in first corinthians chapter 5 in verse 7 christ is our passover so christ our passover has been sacrificed one version of the bible says he was the passover and he was sacrificed for us now passover and somebody said, well, Easter is a pagan holiday, and we don't celebrate that. The word Easter simply, and I've got a dictionary that's supposed to be one of the best so far as Bible uh, explanations are concerned, and it said that the, the word Easter came from this out of the Jewish celebrations from the Passover, said some people called it pagan. It was definitely not. It was simply another word for Passover that was being used at the time, and so Easter is mentioned in the Bible, in in your New Testament, uh, in, in the book of Acts. It's mentioned in there. So it is not a pagan holiday. It is a real time. We don't know whether this is the date it happened on or not. You don't know whether the 25th of December is the day Christ was born in Bethlehem. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference. I don't care what day of the week, month, year, whatever time it was. He still lives and he's still in my heart, and he still redeemed me, and he bought me, and he purchased me, and I'm his, and like I said Friday night, I'm not for sale, so, you know, what have I got to worry about? I'm serving a living God, and a almighty God, and one of the first, one of the first to talk about the resurrection, and you all have run all over this, this week, and this morning, and all that together, uh, I know why you put me on last, you figured you'd preach it all, and I wouldn't have anything left, but, uh, I'm going to tell you, this is a living book. You will never preach it all. You'll never understand it all in this world. But we used to sing an old song, We will understand it better by and by. So we'll understand it. I just threw that in. It didn't cost anything. But, One preacher one time went to one of our state overseers at the state convention, and he told him, he said, I've been at the church where I am for a year. He said, i got to move. And Brother Allen Davis, he he said, why have you got to move? Your church is doing pretty good. He said, I don't have but 52 sermons, and I've preached them all up, and I've got to move. This is not fiction. This actually happened. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, 52 sermons, yeah, you may repeat yourself sometime in the pulpit. Some of us may preach the same one twice, but I have eaten beans twice in one week. And sometimes, we like the preacher that went to this church, and he started preaching on water baptism, and he preached on it the first Sunday as there, and the third, second Sunday as there, and the third Sunday as there, and the fourth Sunday. Somebody finally went to him and said, can you preach anything besides that? He said, there ain't no use until all of you do exactly what I'm preaching. He said, you do what I'm preaching, I'll move on to something else. So if, if we want to hear something different, let's live different. Amen. Let's live for him. And we'll move it on up just a little bit, as George Jefferson said. Job said, one of the first ones to talk about the resurrection, and he was moved upon by the Holy Ghost. I can tell you that right now. And I haven't got it written down here, but I can just about quote most of it. He said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth, and though after skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. I shall see Him with my own eyes, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. I'm going to see Him in my flesh. pastor told us this morning that Jesus appeared in the upper room with the doors being closed, closed, but He was not a spirit. As I've said many times, Casper the ghost is a spirit. Jesus Christ is a living fleshly man. Now come on, you need to help me a little bit and stay awake. I told George if I give him a signal, he's going to let out a scream up there on the PA system that will wake up the bugs in here even. So hang with me for a minute or two and we'll get this thing over with, and we can all go home and take a nap. Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. How did he know about a Redeemer? I don't have to go into it. You already know he was from the land of Oz. He was a perfect man in his day. The Bible said the book of Job has been translated into at least 46 different languages. It's a very popular book with theologians. It has a lot of good stuff in it. Susie here has a lot of stuff. She, she has coined that word in my brain, uh, stuff. Susie, am I right? Are you mad with me for saying that? You love me, don't you? You're a good girl. You're a good girl. She still prays for me. He had the prettiest daughters in the land. Everything was going good after he got, got the second family and so Job said I know there is somebody going to live one of these days that will buy me. He will purchase me. Adam and Eve deceived me they let me down, they sinned. Everything that's going on in this land is according to them I'm a lost person without this man but he is going to buy me. I know that my redeemer is going to live at the latter day." And though after skin worms, the, oh, the maggots and everything else destroy this whole body I've got. He said, one of these days, I'm going to be in my flesh and I'm going to see my God. I'm going to see my God in my flesh. Let me tell you, we are flesh and blood. We're going to be flesh and blood. Somebody said we're going to be angels. We are not going to be angels. We are above the angels of heaven. Somebody ought to rejoice over that. We are past the angels. We are not like they are. I don't worship them. I love them because one of them goes with me. If he didn't, I would have been gone a long time ago. But there's one hanging around me somewhere or another and keeping me upright. I don't know who he is. I don't know what his name is, Brother Willie. Doesn't matter one bit, just so he watches over me. Aren't you glad you got an angel with you this morning? Let me tell you, from the Garden of Eden all the way to Calvary, a war has raged between good and evil, between God and Satan, between self-will and surrender. Hmm. Years ago, and you'll just have to excuse my voice. It ain't bothered me if it don't bother you. Years ago, uh, we had to we had to fill out a great long form of paper, you know, to be licensed ministers. We had to do so much, and, and they still do. They do more now, I guess, than they did then. Brother George could tell you he just got his books to to go through and study and start taking his exams. But we had all these questions on there asking you about your lifestyle and, and, and everything on there. Even, even said on there, do you chew chewing gum? Now, I'm going, I'm going to air a little bit of dirty laundry here. Some of you think because of the way I preached Friday night probably that I said I want us all to go back to, to those days and everything. We had traditions and things then that were a bunch of man-made junk that had nothing to do with us and we lost a busload at every church just because of that stuff. I'm not talking about going back to that. I'm talking about holy living. I'm not, holy living ain't changed, excuse my grandma. But holy living has not changed. It's still the same yesterday, today, and forever, just like God is. But we had, we had all these questions on there, and I wasn't chewing chewing gum. What was wrong with chewing chewing gum? Good Lord, get over it. Then it had another question on there. Do you allow your kids, to your children to chew gum? I'm telling you the truth, that was on there. You're looking at me like, you know. And I wrote on there, I said, I don't buy it for them, but the members give it to them. They used to tell me that the preacher's kids were the meanest kids in the church. And I finally told the church one time, I said, it's because they have to play with y'all's kids. I said, that's a problem with them. But the last question on that whole paper was, are you free from self-will? Ain't this a good sermon for Easter Sunday? (laughs) Lord, have mercy. I don't know where I got here said, are you free from self-will? Self-will is one of the hardest things in this world to crucify. Thank you. Thank you. It is the hardest thing. I took my paper and pen. Tammy, I laid it down on the desk. It lay there for three weeks. I had to talk to somebody about that. And it wasn't anybody on this earth either. It was somebody that was up there. And I had to talk a long time before I could write on there that I am free and I will give up my self-will for this. And I finally wrote on there that I would. And I found out many times since then why that's on there. That's one question that should have been on there, and it should be on everyone. And it should be on every blood-brought Christian that's sitting in this building this morning. We had better stop using self-will to get what we want and use the will of God. His ways are higher than our ways. This war has raged between self-will and surrender But Job, along with Isaiah, listened to the voice of the Holy Ghost enough to see the resurrected Lord centuries later. I want a verse if these guys will put it up. Thank God for these men and women in the booth up here. They're they're super nice. Thank you all this morning so much. I want this verse put up. I don't have it written down here, but I I know where it is and what it is. Isaiah wrote these words 800 years before Jesus was even born in Bethlehem. And he said, and he's talking about Jesus, he's talking before then about the Lord talking. And he says, Thy dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing ye that dwell in dust. For the dew is as the dew of herbs and the earth shall cast out the dead. Let me tell you, saints, this morning, if you don't remember anything else, there's a man 2,000 years ago that died on Calvary's cross for you and I. He died for us, and I'm going to live with him because he arose from the dead. My old dead body, along with His dead body, is gonna rise. Hallelujah! It's gonna rise up and live one of these days. And somebody ought to get happy with me, besides me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, my, my, my! Somebody said, "Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> He died for me." and he stayed in that old tomb for three days and three nights. May I talk to you a minute? Did you, ever, did you ever read, Brother Willie, you may have to help me through this. Didn't the Apostle Paul write a few things that he kind of had, uh, he, his writings without revelation? Now y'all see, he's he nodding his head like a chicken picking up corn. He even said that, didn't he? I'm going to preach something that it may not be revelation, but I've got some pretty good dirt to stand on, and not slip too far. Did not Jesus say, "I will be crucified, and I will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights"? Huh? Oh, I thought he said I'm going to be in Joseph's tomb for three days and three nights. Huh? I thought y'all said he was in that tomb for three days and three nights before he came out. I thought last time I read the Bible it said he'd be in the heart of the earth. Yeah. That ain't on top of the ground, folks. Folks. Simon Peter said he went and preached to those spirits that were in prison before the flood. Is anybody with me? Boy, I got about a half a dozen of you here on my side right now. I feel good now. (laughs) (laughs) I told y'all this is good. Not, Not mine, but his. Not me, but him. I... This is, this is my revelation. I don't believe he stayed in that tomb 10 minutes. They roll the stone up and all of a sudden he arrives in the heart of the earth where the souls were that died before the flood. There was a 2,000 year period. Are you still with me? You might have to come up here and sit down so they can see you nodding your head. There was a period in there that they had no priest, no prophets, no one to lead them, no one to tell them, and he goes and has a revival with them for three days. Huh? Yeah. Is my revelation halfway, it, well, some of you agree with me. I don't know what the rest of you are doing. You probably leave here and say, I ain't never heard such stuff in my life. Well, I'm sorry. No, I'm not either. I'm not going to apologize for what I feel like is in the Word of God. I believe that man that died on Calvary's cross was not going to let a grave hold his body down. And I don't believe he is going to let death conquer him. And I don't believe there was no way in the way, hallelujah, that anything could stop this man. But I believe he was down there in the pits, wherever it was, whether it was Hades, hell. Wherever it was preaching to those people and getting them saved. And I guarantee he got every one of them, every one of them. I believe every one of them. I believe it's the greatest three-day revival that's ever been on this planet. I believe he was in the heart of the earth. Are you with me? (laughs) This feels good, don't it? It feels good. It feels awesome. I told you, I told you the other night, and I didn't finish Friday night, so you that were here then, I'm going to add a little addendum to it or whatever it is to the end of, uh, uh, of it. I got you part of the way, and I stopped because I said that Jesus was on this earth. Jesus was on this earth, and he fed these people with brawl with, with fish and loaves. Yeah, he did have a lot to do with fishing, didn't he? He even went and had a bunch of them on the on the shore and had them cook didn't he see y'all ought to eat fish <laughs> and honeycomb whatever it is he fed them he had he had 500 followers when he went back to heaven he's still nodding his head I like it he's like that little thing we got sitting in the window at home and not <laughs> he, had, he had 500 he said he said, i am tell y'all what, I'm going back to glory. But he said, I want you to tarry in Jerusalem until, until, everybody say until. Yeah, yeah. Until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. Not from hot dogs and hamburgers and broiled fish and honey. Not from that, but with power from on high. Out of the 500, only 120 listened to him. 380, of my math is halfway right, rejected, didn't go, didn't receive anything. But 120 went back, and there was one old loudmouth, ruddy fisherman came out of that bunch. Ho, oh, ho, ho. He had been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and with fire and speaking in other tongues and he walks out of there and he starts feeding the people on the word of God, not on... Not on fish and loaves, but on the Word of God. When he fed them on the Spirit and the power of God, he didn't get 120. He didn't get 500. He got 3,000 souls in one day because he was preaching the Word of God and the Holy Ghost was moving upon people. I still believe if we can get our churches filled with this power, this power that he's talking about, we can run them over with converts because somebody is going to feel and want what we've got. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord's trying to tell us something. I believe he's trying to tell us something. I I want to get ready to leave this earth. He was buried in a buried tomb no doubt he, the preparation of his body. i got to get back to my note or two right here. I got really, to stay off of them, do better than I can with them. There would be a way to come to the Lord and be in the state of Adam and Eve before the fall. Isaiah would say, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Look what he did. He went to that cross, the preparation. His body was unbearably, just unrecognizable. Even the Father turned his back, turned his face on him. He'd been beaten with a cat of nine tails, 29 lashes, with a cat of nine tails, tore the flesh off of his bones. But all the while this was being done, he was seeing my sins and your sins and putting them on the cross. Dead saints were seen walking the streets of Jerusalem after his resurrection. (laughs) He had to be the first fruits of them that slept, but Isaiah had it right. Our dead body with his dead body would rise. We need to reason with the Lord to be forgiven with our sins. Are you right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? We need to reason with him. The devil, if the devil came in this church this morning, he would say we have a church full of sinners liars robbers murderers adulterers deceiters proud looks feet that are swift to spread gossip and the list goes on and on but you see we have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and we are no more of these things, but we are blood-bought children of God made possible by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And somebody ought to say praise the Lord, amen, glory, hallelujah, something, we are clean this morning from all of these things. Come on, devil, you don't have anything on us. We know who's running the show. I read the last book and we win. I read the last book, we win. I read the last chapter, we got this thing skunked. Let's hold on to what we've got. Don't let the Satan, the devil take anything away from us, but we need to hang on to Jesus. If we're holding by a thread, make sure it's a hem of the garment because I believe this morning that he is looking for people that will serve him, that will serve him, And he not have to be giving us all of our whims and wishes. Are we ever self-willed? Yeah. We preach many times, and I've done it, that we need a revival. To sweep the land and change the world. I just told you to begin with, I don't think the world, and I'm I'm not talking about physical, but I'm talking about the people that are on it. There's nothing wrong with this earth, it's just people that's on it. The earth is beautiful. But I believe that it's going to continually wax worse and worse. I believe Isaiah would tell us that. I think it's going worse and worse. But what I feel like I would really love to see. And you know enough about me to know now that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I would love, I would love, (laughs) I'd love to get all of Congress together and preach to them. You say, you say you're trying to be a big shot, you want to talk to those people. Let me tell you one thing. They put their shoes on one foot at a time just like I do unless they set them at the foot of the bed and just jump in both of them like that. And I don't think they're doing that. Put their pants on one leg at a time, and Nancy Pelosi gets a polydent and all mixed up around the teeth and the tongue and can't look and can't talk. I would love to see her sitting back here this morning and tell her about Jesus. I'd love to tell her about Jesus. I'd love to tell the whole bunch about Jesus. And I can tell you one thing. I think they already know about Jesus. That's why they don't want you to use the name of Jesus anymore. They know who he is. Come on. That's, they're, not, they're not afraid to say God. They're not afraid to say Allah. They're not afraid to say all these other people. But they don't want the name of Jesus mentioned. But I, like we talked in Sunday school this morning, one of these days, One of these days, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Give him a hand. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue. He is Lord this morning. Aren't you glad you're serving the mighty God? Woo! What a mighty God we serve this morning. Oh, Lord, help us. What we need i got to get somewhere to quit here. What we really need, it's not a revival to sweep the land, but if we could get a good old Holy Ghost revival, sweep our churches. Yeah. Sweep our churches. Yeah. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, who is his God, isn't he? people of God, church of God, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He's talking about the world. He's talking about the church. Then will I hear from heaven. I'll heal their land. I'll forgive their iniquities. I'll do all these things for you. My Lord, help us. Can, can you just envision what would really happen if we could come together like they did on the day of Pentecost? 120 people and the Holy Ghost fall on everybody in here. And, and, and everybody in here just be worshiping the Lord. And, 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 and somebody said, oh, these people are drunk. These people, these people are drunk. And, and, and old Peter, the rascal, he's always talking when he shouldn't like I do most of the time. And, uh, and, and, and he's the one that denied Christ. He's the one that cursed and denied Christ, he's the one that did all these things, did have nerve enough to walk on the water, and the rest of them stayed in the boat. I'll have to give him that. And, but, but he went through all of this, but he said, oh, no, 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 no. These, these are not drunk. It's just 9 o'clock in the morning. ABC store ain't open yet. Huh. <laughs> ABC store ain't open yet. They took, took down all them signs I think put up, what, package store or something like that? package store. I don't know what it is anymore. I don't go in there. I went to a pool hall one time, got one of my members out. <laughs> I went to the moose lodge one night at midnight pulled another night. Drunk. Got him sobered up before daylight the next morning on black coffee. Somebody said, so ain't Wayne ever going in the moose lodge. He died in that at midnight. It's all right. If I'm going in after one of my members, Somebody that I love, yeah, yeah, I'll go in there. That don't mean i got to partake of what's going on in there, does it? I can rub elbows with the world and not commit sin. By God, somebody needs to rub elbows with the world. The church needs to, some way or another. My Lord, we we got we to gotta somehow or another let them know who we are. But some way, somehow, if we could just get one good Holy Ghost able to sweep us good sweep us off of our feet can you think what would be done in our community what would it do for us he died he arose he lives today he's not he's not sick he's not dead he don't take a day off he's always there but fancy buildings social clubs ball teams entertainment will not convict souls there will only be, they will only be changed by the convicting power of the Holy Ghost, and He works through us to accomplish that. The church is bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Take heed unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which He has purchased with His own blood. I think you find it in Acts 20. Twenty-eight. We need that this morning, some way, somehow. Our conversation is in heaven. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. He said, it's in heaven by which also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the work whereby he, whereby he is able to subdue all things even unto himself. Have you, ever, have you ever stopped to think and wondered where you would like to be when the Lord came back? Have you ever been anywhere that you wish He wouldn't come back while you was there? Let me ask you a question this morning. I know this is Easter Sunday, and I know I'm a hard preacher. I know that. I'm, I'm not p- apologizing for it in a way. Because as I told you the other night, I preached to myself. I have as hard a time with this as you do, and I don't mind admitting it. Just because you care a title doesn't mean you're perfect. That doesn't do it. I can care a bishop title. I can care archbishop. I'm getting to be the archbishop now. This is <laughs> this is the arch. Here. And uh, you can carry all these titles you want to, anything you want to, but that don't change your. That don't change you. I believe you'll pay on the head of it. That don't change. That don't change what we are, who we are, how we are, one bit in this world. You know, Paul said, "Bear with me a little in my folly." I don't know what he calls this folly—a stupidity on my account. But he's coming back, wherever we are, whatever we're doing. King is coming. King is coming. Think we're going to be singing Amazing Grace up there? I don't know. I don't know what we're going to sing. Brother David, it don't make any difference to me. But we're going to have a better time than we had at your birthday party yesterday. I hope he don't have another birthday too soon. But if he came back this morning, if if the trumpet blew this morning, are you certain as you're sitting here right now and I'm standing here that we would clear this place out? Do you fully believe right now that if the Lord came back today and called his saints away, I can tell you right now, if anybody's standing at the back door, they're going to see this graveyard explode. And in a moment of the twinkling of an eye, they're going to see some people leave here. Could you leave? Can you ask yourself that question? Can I leave here if the trumpet sounds right now? Or am I still gonna be here today? God has God has put us all here for a reason. We are here because He wants us here. He uses us all for something. I feel like doing something. I don't know whether. Sister Geraldine, you feel like coming up here. Dee, you feel like twinkling the ivory a little. This lady behind me has got a lot of faith. This just hit me, and I hope it's all right with you all. If it's not, you're free to go. There's a God this morning that the enemies of the Israelites thought they could capture, thought they could defeat. They said, if we can catch those people in the valley, we can whip them. Am I right? We can just catch them Israelites down in the valley. We got them whipped. The devil's trying to do that to every one of us this morning. He's trying to tear up everything. You can have a good service and and, and everything go great, 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 and he can figure out somebody that he can work through enough to foul up the next one, if at all possible, if we let him. I know what I'm talking about. I've been here a long time. Y'all can tell that. I know somebody's wishing the old man to die and get out of the way. Well, that's all right. It's better than it is here anyway. But he can do that. But I can tell you right now, every time they caught him in the valley, they still got whooped, as the old fellow said. He's not only a God of the valley or the mountain, he's a God of the valleys too. She's been through both of them. She knows what it is. I've been through some of them with her. My wife and I have sat with her at a hospital With her daughter in there dying with cancer. We've sat there day after day after day with her. And she's got faith. She has faith enough to fast 40 days on nothing but water. And done it 14 or 15 times in her her time. And she started doing that even before she was a member of this church. She was just attending it. You say you can't live 40 days on water. She's proof you can do it. You can do it. So I can tell you right now, folks. I'm going to get her to close this out with this song. If you want to pray, you can pray. If you want to shake hands with people, you can do that. If you want to run out the door, you can do that. Is that. Is that all right with you? If whatever you want to do, you know, it's, it's up to you. But I still believe a few things. Songs mean a lot to me, especially those written by people inspired of God. Songs mean something. I still believe there's power in the blood I still believe He arose. I still believe He lives. I believe in the old rugged cross. I believe I'll have a new body and a new life. I believe everybody will be happy over there. I believe He's coming again. I love to tell the story, and I never shall forget the day when Jesus came and washed my sins away. I'll never forget the day, and I serve Him today with gladness. How about you? He is my Savior. He is my God. I've never closed an Easter service in my life with this song, but I don't care. God is a God of the mountain today, and He will take us through anything that Satan can throw before you. Tell God this morning what you want, and He's your Savior.